Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept, in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. We've provided one of the first of its kind, continuous virtual and digital learning environments to enable parents and children alike to connect from all around the globe. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments both socially and politically that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday. We actually just dropped a thought piece this past Sunday. So definitely be sure to meander over to the website and look through our content. Just as an FYI, we are also available on 10 different podcast platforms if you're looking for an alternative way to listen to our content. Now, as is the convention, definitely be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello everyone and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose where we have conversations that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week -week basis and this week our topic of discussion is mental health. Now for those of you who are just tuning in, a couple of housekeeping items. We now for the foreseeable future will be going live at least twice a month every month on our Facebook page on discussions that will enable us to derive more meaning and fulfillment from our lives. And this month, our topic of discussion is acceptance. Now we have provided the calendar for the remainder of 2021, which is really just one month after November, but we do promise to provide the calendar for 2022 mid-December. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Now these events are paid events. So if it is the case that you see yourself engaging with our community longer term, then we suggest you take a look at our package plans. So with our package plans, it gives you an opportunity to take advantage of the sweet sweet discounts available for those live events but also over and above we will be providing you with workshops with webinars retreats potentially i mean we have so many ideas and we are very excited for just the route that we've put together for 2022 all to be shared very very soon if you do see yourself wanting to actively participate and engage with our community definitely take a look at our website and take advantage of those sweet sweet 
deals. Now that we have that taken care of, I wanted to jump into today's conversation and I had mentioned a few mental health segments ago that at least one video on mental health every week that we do cover mental health will be focused on mental health and language. And so for this topic of discussion, as you see in the description, we're going to be discussing language. Now we all have heard the golden rule. Communication is key if we're looking to foster healthy relationships. It's the golden rule that we've all heard before. So we're going to be just digging deep into that rule today and talking a little bit about the ways and the styles of communication that we take on with the relationships that we have, especially the relationships that are most meaningful to us. For whatever reason, we hold ourselves less accountable to the things we say and the things we don't say when the relationship is closer to us. And we sometimes take for granted those individuals that we hold dearest to us. And I think we, I want to cover that. I want to cover just the values and the principles that we carry by way of communication and how that translates in the relationships that are closest to us and how if it is the case that our values are somehow distorted or if, if we do feel safer in relationships to be open and honest but we leverage that safety to be less effective in our communication how that can hurt us in the long run so so we're going to be unearthing that today and, and really just getting to the root of the fact that communication is, is so much more than what we say it's what we don't say as well and sometimes that's the missing ingredient recognizing that effective communication is sometimes what we decide not to communicate or what is communicated via our silence. I think one of the underlying rules that are at play when it comes to fostering healthy reciprocal relationships is recognizing the power of our words and also our inability to take our words back. And that's something that we fail to realize, we fail to think about that when we say something, we can't take it back. And, and words are objects, they have power, they have weight, they can really change the dynamic that you have with someone. Words can build people up, they can break people down, and, and sometimes when we fail to just sit and acknowledge the power of our words or, or the ways that our words can really shift and change the context and the scenarios and the environments and the people that we interact with on a day-to-day -day basis, then we often learn the hard way that words are very, very powerful. And when we think about how we maintain healthy reciprocal relationships, it comes with being much more intentional, much more mindful of our words and the words that we choose to use with the people that we want to maintain carry relationships with on a longer term basis. So really, I guess that gets summed up in what's said is said. So once you say something, you can't take it back. And I think that that's something that we need to like dwell on because too many people will say, well, you know, I wish I could take it back. You can't take it back, right? And, and I think even younger children are learning this rule fairly early. Like you need to take accountability for the words, like understanding the weight of the words, whether they're spoken, whether they're written. All of us are just held to a higher degree of accountability for the word choices that we use, especially given the internet and we have cyberbullying and we have all of these different interactions that are words that are shifting and changing. Uh, the the landscapes within which these words are kind of communicated in. And I think one of the things that we just really need to hone in on and anchor on is that what is said is said. We can't take back the things we say. So we need to be just much more careful about what it is that we articulate, how those words paint a picture about who we are and what we value and how those words stand to paint a picture about the person that we're speaking on and if whether or not we want to be the person to hold the paintbrush, the picture we're painting of others with the word choices that we use. And that's in a positive 
positive or in a negative stance, right? So this is really just recognizing the power of our words before we even go forth and begin our communications, regardless of where they take place. And I think that I want us to take this into account, sort of in quiet moments to ourselves, because oftentimes where we find that we're sort of wishing that we could backpedal is when we're communicating casually in the heat of the moment. So in the heat of the moment, we give ourselves permission or give ourselves clearance to use our words more so as weapons. It's interesting that we, we do this because when we choose to use our words or weapons and to be punitive with our words and to kind of cut people down with our words, still anticipating that that relationship will carry moving forward, there are these underlying assumptions that we carry that our relationships can withstand some of the emotional um, or the verbal assault that can take place. And I think that even if they could withstand those assaults, if, even if they could withstand you having a moment where you felt inclined to you know put words out there that were really hurtful and that were harmful to the other person you know why would you you know why take that risk why do we feel like the relationships that we're closest to why do we feel comfortable taking on the risk of harming those relationships or changing those relationships by not being mindful of our word choice even in those moments of high emotionality and sometimes the argument that I get when I talk about this and talk about how like if you want a relationship to continue forward the first thing that you need to really check and be mindful of is the communication so how you allow yourself to communicate and engage with different people in your life and a lot of people say well you know I am who I am and I you know this is who I am and how I communicate and I want to really just like start off the cuff like how you communicate is an extension of self it's not who you are like who you are is definitely fed by the values the beliefs the identity that you possess but that's not always related in our words our words maybe are a reflection of the word choices that we use or a reflection of the values that we have but they're not a reflection of self so if it is the case that you're in the heat of the moment and you say something very hurtful it signifies that you value the gratification of being hurtful more so or over and above that relationship in and of itself but you being hurtful is not something that you can say as an identity statement you do it continuously it could be a character flaw but to try to dismiss reproach when someone's like well i don't like when you're being verbally abusive or i don't like that you know you kind of fly off the handle when you're being emotional with your words you're not careful you know you can't take them back and you try to defend that I, I don't think that that's defensible especially as we get older all of us need to be held accountable to the language that we use we are responsible for the words that we use and to try to dismiss that accountability and that responsibility by chalking it up to personal identity I think is really just misalignment and I think that you know all of us have character flaws but our word choice is a reflection of our values and our beliefs as opposed to a reflection of ourselves and who we are, how that is translates is often translated in, in the values and beliefs that we carry and values and beliefs are subject to evolution, they're, they're subject to change. So even the values and beliefs that we carry that we find are harming our relationships or things that we can adjust without feeling like we're making an adjustment to self, an adjustment to our own personal identities. And I think that often when we dismiss our language as, you know, this is just how I speak, I mean, this is one of the most self-sabotaging, self-destructive sort of arguments. And I think that it gives us and enables us to continue on the path of being self-sabotaging and, and destructive because at the end of the day, like even
even if a relationship has withstood a lot of turmoil by way of like the communication style, it doesn't mean that it's going to continue on doing so. Every day a person decides, well, you know, am I going to keep myself in a scenario where I'm kind of being subjected to communication that is harmful or that is hurtful, or am I going to try to change the landscape so that I'm more so in an environment where the communication in and of itself, it, it's very respectful and it is uplifting. And I think that each of us need to ask ourselves the question when we think about language and our communication style and the way that our communication comes across and some of the biases that play into how we speak to specific individuals or who we speak to in which specific ways, like what role we play on that on that spectrum by way of our communication being what anchors and sustains and fuels our relationships for the better or if our communication does the opposite of that. We think about things that were said, that they need to be said in that tone, that they need to be said in that context in front of those different people. And we need to just be the ones to do that self-assessment and be the ones to gauge if whether or not our communication is hurting our relationships, harming our relationships, or helping and nourishing our relationships. And I think that is very important because the way that we communicate in our relationships has such a huge role to play in our own mental health. And if we are constantly in these cycles of self-sabotaging and being self-destructive because we are destructive in the way that we communicate our intentions or we communicate our beliefs or emotions in the relationships that we carry that we that we hold the most dear to us then we're we're beating those relationships up and we need to ask ourselves why we feel inclined to do that and we need to get to the root of that because our communication is a bridge that we build across the different people that we interact with on a day-to-day -day basis and oftentimes when we talk about communication as the golden rule and the standard to uphold relationships we really don't dig deep into well how does each person maintain that rule with different individuals and when it is that they decide to drop the ball like what is it that is feeding them I'm dropping the ball and how can we ensure that people don't take themselves off the hook by saying well it's part of who I am well no not if it's the case that you pick specific people to communicate to that way but within other people you would never even think to communicate that way it's more about the way that you value specific relationships and it, it's interesting because it seems almost to be like cognitive dissonance, like the relationships that are closest to us and we hold dearest to us are relationships that we are just much more cavalier and frivolous with our words. So we just need to build a bridge between that disconnect and ask ourselves, well, how can I ensure that my communication is a bridge, a foundation and an anchor that nourishes and that supports the relationships that I care about the most? And how do I hold myself accountable if it is the case that I'm finding that the relationship that I'm closest to, that I feel a certain degree of permanence about are the relationships that I'm a much more careless with by way of the way that I choose to communicate with those individuals around me. So I guess the questions uh, the questions one should ask themselves after watching this this segment is and this is this is in the cases where you do find, and I think all of us have done it before, all of us are growing individuals. We've all made mistakes in the ways that we've chosen to communicate with the people that we care about. And sometimes that involves those relationships ending, but we want to grow from that. We want to ensure that who we are and how we carry ourselves in the next relationship, whether it's, you know, platonic or romantic relationship, that we show up having learned those lessons and not repeating the same mistakes. So it's important that we ask ourselves some critical questions in order for us to experience Experience growth and evolution in the way that we show up and in the way that we try to support the relationships that mean a lot to us. So here are some questions that you can ask yourself in order to kind of build a bridge and help yourself through that 
growth process is, you know, why put yourself in a position where you risk compromising a relationship by, you know, being frivolous with your words? So even if it is the case that you're emotional, why do you want to put yourself in a position where you're having to try to fight to save that relationship because of something you said? And if this is a pattern of behavior, like where did this pattern come from and what steps can you put in place to take yourself out of that cycle. Another question, and this is a question we can ask ourselves just more frequently, even throughout the day, is, you know, what is motivating me to say these specific things and in this specific way? Like, what is it that I'm actually trying to achieve by, by dressing my communication this way? And this is something that I ask myself all the time because sometimes we communicate and we have hidden objectives, right? They're hidden to us. So we're communicating something, you know, and prima facie, you know, at surface level, it, it seems fairly straightforward, but the way that we choose to communicate it, like there's like these subliminal messages coming across as well. And we just need to have a better sense as to the why, the, why the subliminal undertones, because I do believe that self-mastery involves always being cognizant of what we're saying, so what's coming out of our mouths and recognizing when it is the case that we have an urge to say something that's going to hurt us and not help us or hurt the relationship and not help it. And then either recrafting that information, digging deep and like resolving that on our own, but just doing something that is helpful, not only to us, but to the relationship that will support the relationship as opposed to hurt it. And recognizing that our communication is a vehicle that really enables us to have healthy, prosperous relationships or is the vehicle that really creates a lot of disruption and sometimes destruction in the relationships that we carry and just recognizing that that plays into our mental health as well. So mental health, language, communication, the communications that we have with different people in our environments, all of these play a significant role and sometimes we need to take a step back, level set and give ourselves a new start, you know, like start fresh with a very clear-cut idea as to what we're going to continue doing, what we're going to stop doing, and what we're going to start doing. So that's this segment on mental health this week is really digging deep into our communication, being more mindful, more intentional about our communication, and just thinking about why we communicate certain things to certain people in certain ways and what we'd like to start, stop, and continue to do moving forward. So hopefully you learned something new in this segment. Definitely feel free to engage with me in the comment section or send me a note. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Talk to you later.